Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the being at the wrong place at the wrong time edition. Oh my God. Story (laughs) of the year. (laughs) For you? Well, not really. I've been at home, which is the right place. (laughs) It's the right place. It's totally the right place. So not for me, but for anyone who's gone outside in the last year. that's the wrong place. Yeah. (laughs) That was, it was the wrong place all the time. Yeah, up until five minutes ago, basically. Pretty much. So pretty much. I'm Jill Chacha, and I am inside with Marissa Riley. Thanks. Also, I am fully vaxxed, y'all. That's right. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> That's right. Vaxxed us just uh, two days ago. Yep. Um, but don't tell anyone because I'm not ready for my the the big word what? is reentry. Oh god. <laughs> so I don't want to like be making plans. And stuff with too many people. I have like my select few. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's understandable. Take your take your time. Everyone just needs to take their time and relearn how to speak and think and listen and eye contact. Eye contact. What the? F- that's, that's terrifying. Yeah. Conversation. Waiting online in places. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Yeah. No thanks. Trains. Trains. Cars. Cars. Planes. Any mode of transportation. Now all, all the nouns. Words. Oh. Congratulations, though. Thank you. You're next. Being, I am next. I'm looking forward to it. And also declining parties. <laughs> That's <laughs> and right. Invitations. Doing that again. They're coming. Uh, I can't And they're wait. going. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, So should we begin? We shall. Okay, so a little background on this episode. It was inspired by an Instagram post. Um, It actually happens to be one of our posts. So yes, I inspired myself. I Um. I love that. I inspire myself daily. Um, Is it the post? I think it is. I I, I bet it is. Uh, It it was a post from, uh, well, that's interesting, Pod, just a few days ago. Check it out. It was on April 17th, and you can't miss it. It's the drawing of a yellow duck. Oh, yes. Yeah, by artist. This post. By artist David Shrigley. Now, uh, in the upper left corner is a command written out telling the duck, quack for us, basically. And just underneath the bill of the duck is the duck's amazing response uh, in all red letters, go to hell. This <laughs> is the duck's response. Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I love this sassy drawing, clearly, and I wanted to share it with the world and our beautiful, weird community. So I posted it, and in the caption area, I paired it with the brief story of a man, uh, but twas no ordinary man, was a Florida man. Oh no, that's right. That's I, as soon as the word Florida was brought up, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a Florida man and his very Florida demise. And his story just stuck with me. It really got in my head. So I decided to dig deeper into the details of his really tragic, unusual, what are the odds, total freak accident death that involved a duck. So, and of course, after like looking into his fateful story, I went down this rabbit hole that actually doesn't include rabbits, but two other animals. Oh, my. Which made today's episode possible. Episode 036, Cockfights, Drownings, Hamster. Uh, best title uh, <laughs> so far. We have come up. By we, I mean Jill has come up with some amazing fucking titles. And uh, yes, I'm cursing. Took- oh, but I think we curse every episode. But oh, oh yeah. this 
<laughs> this is my favorite. I think Jill grabbed me in the middle of my like work from home day. And it was like, I, had the I have it. I got the title. I had the hardest time coming up with today's episode title. It took me hours. It was the last thing I could write. And I was just like, just going to write what it is. Cockfights, drownings, and a, and a hamster. I, I love it. It's so much better than mine, which was like a play on like the Wizard of Oz situation where I was uh, like, I was like, the okay, animal, animal, animal. But instead of oh my, I was like, I was going to say, oh no. And I'm really <laughs> glad you didn't go with that. <laughs> gonna be okay it's gonna be <laughs> yeah uh, all right so let's begin and what better way to begin but with our florida man who started it all leon resnick from our instagram post hell yeah now let's travel back in time just a bit to 2001 and travel about 45 miles north of miami to deerfield beach a city on florida's southeast coastline so it's got all the beautiful fucking beaches you'd expect. Love it. But it also happens to have several lakes further inland. Okay. 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 Now, on one of the lakes is Leon Resnick, aged 31, who on a typical gorgeous November day took what's described as a personal watercraft out onto the water. So I'm thinking it's like a jet ski type of thing. Okay. Okay. All right. Was- <laughs> was- can, you, can you hear me getting nervous? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, there's open water. There is a vehicle of some sort. Um. (laughs) He was testing this new craft for the shop where he worked, uh, a dealership at the time called Riva Oriva Yamaha. Okay, excellent. And it's Yamaha makes uh, really great water skis. There you go. Exactly. That's exactly what they sold, like off-roading equipment, motorbikes, personal watercrafts, Yamaha stuffs, basically. Hell yeah. But, oh, actually, he wasn't alone. Uh, he had a buddy with him, a coworker who stayed on shore, which is like a really responsible move. Okay, but still, two Floridians. <laughs> yes, that's right. And open water. That's right. And a jet ski. And a okay. jet ski. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Now Leon was zipping back and forth on the lake, hitting speeds around fifty, fifty-five miles per hour. Uh, but it's hard to say exactly how fast he was going. Uh, his friend didn't have a radar gun out to track him, but they did bring one with them when doing runs like this. So for a brief moment, Leon's coworker decided to dig into their equipment to find uh, the radar gun. Okay. For the brief moment, he looked away, got the radar, and looked back at the lake. Leon was gone. Oh my God, this is the horror movie I thought it would be. Yeah. Now, the watercraft was seen at a distance, but no one was on it. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you be so kind as to read from the Tampa Bay Times as to what occurred next? Of course. Oh, my God. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. (laughs) Quote, the co-worker searched the lake for several minutes before finding Resnick. He pulled him from the water and attempted cardiopulmonary resuscitation, but Resnick died at the hospital. End quote. Now, according to the LA Times, the medical examiner listed the cause of death as blunt trauma to the head and drowning. Oh, my. Now, when the water bike was recovered, Broward County Sheriff's spokesman Hugh Graff said that there were feathers stuck in the handlebars. And all of this led investigators to believe Leon collided with a low-flying duck who just so happened to be out enjoying that day, too. Now, would you also be so kind as to read a statement from David Bamdis, one owner of the dealership, as to what Leon's experience may have been like? Of course. 
Absolutely. All right. Quote, our theory is that the bird was airborne and clocked him in the head. At the speed Resnick was traveling, the 10 to 15 pound duck might as well have been a cinder block. Yeah. End quote. Yeah. So he got a duck to the head. He got a duck to the head. A classic duck to the head. Yeah. What a shame. Now, needless to say, <clears throat> needless to say, Leon was probably unconscious when he hit the water. And according to PubMed Central, it would only take inhaling a quarter of a cup of liquid to drown someone weighing 140 pounds. And this can happen in four to six minutes, oh faster than Leon could have been found. I feel like yeah. this happens in movies a lot where someone gets clocked in the head. Yeah. I'm thinking of a, an episode of Weeds specifically. And, yeah. Well, the person dies. But the, the per, someone get clocked in the head, fall in a pool or water or whatever. And and then, like, 20 minutes later, they pull them out and they're fine. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Yeah. No fucking way. If you're hit in the head and you're unconscious, unconscious in, in water. water. Yeah. Bad yeah. news, man. You No. Bad fucking You can't news. thrash. You can't. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah, you're totally fucked. Now, um, now if you're wondering uh, if I'm also sick enough to look up the actual ratio of the amount of water needed to drown someone versus their weight... Absolutely, I am. Fuck yeah. It's one milliliter of fluid for every kilogram. All right. Sounds like a lot of math (laughs) that I'm not going to do, but very interesting. So uh, that's from the study, Investigation of Drowning Deaths, A Practical Review. Uh, And the next time you're at a party, speaking of re-entering the world. There you go. (laughs) And you you don't want to make small talk with someone, just bring that ratio, the millimeter of fluid for every kilogram up. And thank me later. So I will be thanking you very shortly. I'm the ultimate introvert, and yeah. I'm sure some of our listeners are too. So. so just whip that out. And after the break, shit's only gonna get weirder, so please stick around if you want some fucking bonker stories. Stay tuned. Please do. <laughs> hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy bizarre true stories, then the Useless Information Podcast is the podcast for you. For example, did you know that author Robert Louis Stevenson gave his birthday away? Or that there was a football team that played for six years before someone realized that the school never, ever existed? Or that a dog in upstate New York was once placed on trial for murder? Well, to hear these and hundreds of additional fascinating true stories from the flip side history, be sure to check out the Useless Information Podcast. That's the Useless Information Podcast podcasting worldwide since 2008 and available on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you're listening right now be sure to check it out hey everyone jill chacha here from well that's interesting and i am absolutely thrilled to tell you about spotify for podcasters i use it i love it and it all started by downloading the free spotify for podcasters app which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only 
on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And we're at a cockfight. Um, wow. <laughs> Never thought either of us would be at anything cock-related. I went there! <laughs> I went there. I'm so sorry. That was, ex- that was perfect. That was so good. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. All right, podcast uh, over. There she goes. Yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It's because we're uh, it's because we're gay. We're so gay. Yeah. We're so anyway. back and we're so gay. <laughs> uh, so let's rewind a bit before we get to the cockfight. We're in Tulare County in beautiful California. Now Tulare is located between LA and San Francisco, and it's known for a number of things. Uh, it's home to Sequoia National Forest. Oh. It's uh, one of the largest agricultural producing counties in the world for total milk production. Very interesting. And according to NeighborhoodScout.com, quote, Tulare has a crime rate higher than 78% of the state's cities and towns of all sizes. What? End quote. What? Yeah. But hold on. I thought we said there was a national forest yeah. and they're making milk yeah. and also committing all the crime? <laughs> they're, yeah, overachieving with the fucking crime. What the fuck is going on there? Yeah. Are you guys okay? So, now you see why we're at a cockfight here. And yeah. it's also... 2011. Oh my. Uh, okay. We're not alone. There's lots of onlookers, and one of them is Jose Luis Ochoa, Ochoa, aged 35. Now, Jose wasn't new to cockfighting. The Bakersfield Californian reports he was basically a regular at these events, okay. uh, which in the U.S. are very illegal in all 50 states. Yeah. Even, yeah, even attending can lead to felony charges depending on where you live. Now, Jose was never charged for attending, but he did plead no contest back in 2010 to one count of owning or training an animal for fighting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So this, uh, I would say, po- problematic situation only led to a mere $370 fine. And it surely wasn't enough to divert him from any future cockfighting because here we are in 2011. Yeah. According to the New York Daily News, it was an anonymous tip that led local authorities to the location. And upon rolling up, all fucking hell broke loose. In the ensuing chaos of people fleeing the scene, no arrests were made. uh, But police did find five dead roosters. Oh, no. I know. Probably caused by the fighting itself and or the stampede. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So it turns out the roosters wouldn't be the only victim that night. Two hours after authorities, you know, I don't know exactly what you would call what they did uh, after they showed up. Yeah. Two hours later, Jose stumbled into a local emergency room covered in blood. Oh, my God. And unfortunately, well, Marissa, would you be so kind to read from NPR.org as to what happened next? Of course, of course. Yeah. All right, quote, an autopsy determined that Jose Luis Ochoa, uh, 35, died after being stabbed in the right calf by a rooster. All right. I have never 
seen this type of incident, said Sergeant Martin King, a 24-year veteran who noted the major arteries that could have been severed. People have been known to bleed out from those injuries if medical attention is not obtained immediately. His death was ruled an accident. And yeah. quote, yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. No words. No words. What man. an accident, though. It, I mean, you, how the fuck does it happen, right? Like, yeah. Fuck? I so, mean, it, I, I'm yeah. never going to be in this situation, but if I was, yeah, you're doing something illegal, <laughs> so you're not going to go to the hospital. Yeah. I, I can see him like holding on to it, being like, oh, what do, what I, do? I do? What do I do? I know. So how does a rooster end up stabbing one? Uh, I looked it up, and, well, having two animals go at each other in the ring, as they are, sometimes isn't enough for spectators. So attached to the bird's legs are, you guessed it, crude makeshift knives or spurs to make the killing even more killing. Oh, I've heard of these. Yeah. Oh, my God. And on this evening, in the chaotic scene, as Jose ran through the people and loose roosters, one of the birds just happened to slit open the back of his right calf, tearing one of the smaller arteries, branching off the femoral artery. Wow. Yeah. And for those folks who aren't really familiar with the femoral artery, uh, picture like a highway running down, running through your leg. And it's a highway that blood takes when traveling through your leg. And like any highway, there are exits to other roads leading leading to various parts. So that's my shitty visual for you. No, it was a great visual. Also, I feel like I am going to be terrified for the rest of the day of running into sharp, pointy things. That's my, I, that's my life, man. I, if I wasn't scared before, I am, I, I am scared now. I think we need to baby-proof the apartment, you know, like when people put little... Little like, bumpers? Little bumpers. <laughs> little baby bumpers. I think I need baby bumpers now. I'm all for it. Trust I'm scared. Me. I don't want to bleed to death on accident. So, I've come too far to, you know... To end it on a fucking... To, to end die end. by an Ikea dresser? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Those those are... It's pointy as fuck. It's, yeah, absolutely. We're getting bumpers. We're doing it. All so right, we're let's done with do this episode. It. We're ordering <laughs> some baby bumpers. We'll have an update next week. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so where are we? So uh, in Jose's case, the artery supplying blood to the back of the ankle and calf muscle was so damaged that waiting two hours for medical help was an unfortunate and really bad idea. The hospital could not save Jose in time. Oh. So, all right. Well, what do you say we move on from projectile ducks and pointy roosters to a four-legged friend, a classic, the hamster? Yes. Uh, this is the one I'm the most <laughs> yes. curious yeah. and worried about. Um, <laughs> what the fuck happened? Yeah. Tell me everything. Okay. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's start cute uh, with a few fun facts about one of the world's most common pets sure um, <laughs> their name hamster comes from the german word hamstern which means to hoard oh and boy do they i mean they, these little buddies have inner cheek pouches called displotomes that they use to store extra food and i'm totally jealous i am <laughs> too also i love that they're literally hoarders that's yeah. what they're called <laughs> so oh. so jealous of the cheek pouches i i would just so many tacos oh, so many tacos. tacos i'd have hot cheetos yeah i'd have um 
That's really all I want right now. Uh, my brain <laughs> I, just stopped right there. <laughs> I'd mix it up. I'd do tacos on one side and like pasta on the other. <gasps> That's great. You got, you got That's double. Great. You got you got options. Double the cheeks. Mix it up. Double the cheeks. Uh, <laughs> two different kinds of food. I love it. I love mix it. Mix and match. So. So uh, yeah. Like me, they have horrible eyesight and can only see a few inches in front of their face. And like me, they also startle easily. So approach hmm. from the side and call their name to alert them that you're approaching. Uh, if you see me on the street, please do the same. Jill, Jill, <laughs> I have something to say. I actually don't. I just wanted to alert you from the side. Just, yeah. Uh, just learning about the hamster. I was, I was vibing with it real deep. So yeah. I understand. Um, and lastly, quoting Petco.com. If you will. I would love Maris to. Riley. All right. Quote, since hamsters are nocturnal, they naturally sleep more during the day and are more active at twilight. Don't wake them up to play. Instead, plan your interactions for late afternoon or early evening after they've had their proper rest. And quote, another way I think we can all relate to hamsters, mm. Yep. Uh, which is that uh, we shouldn't be bothered when we're tired. And um, I personally uh, basically sleep during the day uh, and awake at twilight yeah. for margaritas. Oh, yeah. But then I go back to sleep at night. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're basically just a pair of gay hamsters. Pretty much. <laughs> so let's review. Uh, they startle easily, crappy eyesight. They're active in the evening. Okay. So this whole intro leads us to our final story. Our story based on the UK Evening Standard article, Father in Fight for Life After Being Bitten by a Hamster. What the fuck? That's right. What the fuck? Yes. Oh my God, did he wake up the hamster at the wrong time of day? We're, yeah, we're going <gasps> to get into it. Gonna oh get my it. God, did I totally call it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, okay, get, okay, we'll get into okay. the Tell me everything. details. Okay, first let's head over to England, where in 2007, on a Monday night, a seven-year-old girl took her favorite hamster out of its cage to play. Squirmy and ready to go, the unnamed hamster got loose from the girl and disappeared under the home's floorboards. Okay. Now, this home is in Eves... I think it's called Evesham. Evesham. Right. Uh, which I gave a Google, and it's hardcore cottagecore. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And a little hamster breaking free into the woods would surely never be seen again. So, enter Dad to the rescue. Fuck yeah, Dad. That's right. And with Dad confidence, he reached under the floorboards, into the darkness grabbing the hamster from behind. All right, Dad. Yeah, so now I don't know if Dad held on, but what I do know is the following. Dr. Marissa, again, if you would please read from the Evening Standard. I, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. All right, quote, Peter Logsdale, spokesman for the National Hamster Council. <laughs> we'll unpack that later. Uh, warned, hamsters have teeth like razors. They are tiny animals, but people are often surprised to see that their incisors are half an inch long. My yeah. God. If you got caught in the wrong way, the teeth would meet through the middle of a human finger. Hamsters are normally docile, but will bite if they are frightened or nervous. End quote. Yeah. So. Oh, my Dad. God. Dad. <laughs> National Hamster Council. Let's not forget that. Yes. Razor teeth mm -hmm. bite through a finger. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So Dad got a chunk taken out of his finger. Which for most of us would mean a little pain, some blood, and then you do the usual things to clean up a wound, right? A little right. antibacterial cream, and you put a wrap over it, and you're good to go. Yeah. But 
poor dad was the allergic type. And oh, no. according to the standard, he's allergic to penicillin, uh, penicillin. And it turns out he's also highly allergic to hamster saliva. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> why? Yeah. Yep. Shit. Yeah, so just minutes after the bite, a protein in the pet's saliva activated his immune system to go into overdrive. And in a panic, Dad gave himself three shots of EpiPens, which was not enough. No. Yeah. And in true Dad fashion, he was alone when administering this all the shots. So the family found him unconscious and turning blue. Uh, he had reached anaphylactic shock at this oh, point. My God. His family found him like that. Dad, what? <laughs> also, I love that they had that many EpiPens in the yeah. house. What a great dad. Yeah. But... But, yeah. but the, the <laughs> allergic enough. to hamster saliva. Who knew? That sounds like something from uh, Seinfeld when she's allergic <laughs> to the envelopes. Did she ever see that? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh man. Well, uh, so we just heard from the spokesman from the uh, National Hamster Council. Amazing. But Marissa, would you please read a quote from Wendy Barry, secretary of the British Hamster Association? There's more. <laughs> I'm going to join them all. I don't even have a hamster. I just am one. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I was too pleased with what I just said. All right. Quote, I have kept hamsters for 20 years and I've never heard of this scenario in this country. Someone's immune system would have to be very, very compromised for there to be such drastic consequences. Hamsters don't normally carry any diseases that would affect humans. In fact, there is more chance of a hamster catching something from a human. Mm-hmm. End quote. That's right. How fucking rare. <laughs> it's fucking rare as hell. At the, at, with the most harmless ball of fur. The ever seen. It's so yeah. cute. But they live, what, like two years? Yeah. Two to three years. This is a small window to be close to such a harmless animal. (laughs) And this happens. And this happens. Jeez. Uh, So, uh, Wendy Berry is right. Uh, An allergic reaction to a hamster's saliva is really rare. So an immune system has to be really compromised with a pre-existing condition like asthma to be present. Um, Uh, I see. Yeah. When these things align, lots of things can go wrong. In 2004, a man in Japan suffered an extreme asthma attack from a bite and passed away. Wow. In 2013, a 13-year-old girl also suffered the same fate. I know. Now, if you Google hamster saliva allergy, you'll actually find a few cases that don't end well. But today, we're ending this episode with a survival story. Oh! That's right. Dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, 50 years old, was rushed to a local hospital by paramedics thankfully in time, and he made a recovery after several more injections. Oh my god, I just assumed he had died, because everyone (laughs) on our show dies. I know. (laughs) No one ever lives on this show. (laughs) So, Dr. Marissa, our last quote, would you please wrap up uh, from, of course, like I said, a quote from paramedic Stuart Phillip, uh, who responded to the scene, and I think he summed up the freakish occurrences pretty well. I would love to. All right, quote, people react in different ways to different chemicals. It's hard to say why this man reacted in this way. It's just a case of a particular hamster and a particular man. End quote. There you go. What a beautiful 
What a beautiful way to end this pod. <laughs> it's just a case of a particular hamster and a particular man. Yeah. Everything is chaos. <laughs> I think that's going to be the first line of my future novel. I really wasn't planning on writing one. I think I have to now. Uh, let us know when that drops and we'll plug it. We'll do. <laughs> It's either never or in 50 years. So watch that window. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Thanks to everyone for listening, rating, telling their friends, listening with their friends. Fucking, I don't know. Just thank you. Thank you so much. Be careful around sharp objects and hamsters as well. And ducks. ducks, You know, just just watch yourself. Stay safe. (laughs) We we want you to keep listening and we want you to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, email us if you've had any uh, freakish occurrences that are, you know. Oh, my God. I'm sure you, come on. We've all. We've all, especially with something as harmless. Do you have any hamster stories? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I need to hear more hamster stories. Yes, if you please. have them, DM us. It can be three words long. Hamster ate uh, 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 my eye. I don't know. <laughs> I want to know. Send it to us. Send it to us. And please, stay interesting. Please do.